Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 3rd of November, Thursday, as the Flyers go down last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Outshot handily once again. And uh, the domination in shots and chances certainly caught up with the Flyers in this game. Pretty sloppy second period. Flyers were on the back-to-back, and uh, John Tavares and the big boys for the Toronto Maple Leafs took over. It's what you expect those players to do in the situation that they are in. A lot of times, it's not who you play, it's who you play and when you play them. And Toronto came back after losing four straight on that road trip and knowing that they got off to a slow start last year and that they can quiet the noise by some good performances on their home ice. And they went out and they had a really good performance. And that will quiet the noise in Toronto when John Tavares goes out and gets the hat trick and Austin Matthews has a two-point game. That will quiet the noise, at least for the time being, in Toronto. And uh, the Flyers just couldn't match it. Uh, All said and done, there were some good elements to the game for them. Uh, But there was, again, too much zone time for Toronto, and they're too lethal offensively uh, with guys like Austin Matthews and John Tavares and and others. They outshoot the Flyers 44-25 to in the game. And the Flyers on the back-to-back and a team with a little bit of desperation and something to prove to quiet down its market uh, a little bit in Toronto, I think played into that as well. We're going to hear from John Tortorella in just a second about his thoughts on the game. I just want to give my thoughts on kind of what took place at the end in the final couple minutes when Austin Matthews, after the game, got to a 5-2 score. Try to move to kind of dangle through his legs. Bit of a showboat move. Not a bit of a showboat move. It's a showboat move. And I don't mind players doing that. I'm not one of those get-off-my-lawn, old-school hockey guys. Hey, that's not sportsman. Like I don't, I don't care about that aspect of it. But it's when it happened, and it was a bit showboaty, and it is kind of disrespectful in the spot that it was against the Flyers. But I like the way they responded to it. You're going to hear Torts talk about how guys responded in certain parts of the game, and I think the things that he liked were, were how they responded to that. And then he said there was other areas and how guys responded to certain situations that disgust him. So, disgusted him. Not disgust. Disgusted him. So, he wouldn't elaborate on what those are. Uh, I have my feelings on what those might be as well. But um, So, let's hear from the head coach, John Tortorella, after the game. Then I want to get to a DM uh, that I got to from a Flyers Daily listener. And we'll go through that as well. But here's head coach John Tortorella. It's a little bit of the same that's going on with us as far as making plays. When you find yourself competing yourself over and over and saying, you know, those yeah, things can improve. It's our job. It's our job to help them. Uh, we're going to keep on working at it. But, uh, uh, for the most part, I thought uh, our guys had a lot of try. Some guys, some, some guys, no. Uh, that that's where that that's where some of my frustration is. Not so much in the result, but how guys, just how guys are, uh, the effort that's put in sometimes. Overall, how have you felt about this team coming together early? A lot of new faces, but you know, it hasn't. Win. It hasn't come together. It, it, it's still a ways away. Uh, that, that's part of our job as a coaching staff to to bring it together. It, it's going to take some time. Uh, 
found a way to win some games with some really good goaltending that's given us an opportunity. But uh, we, we still have a ton of work to do to to be considered a team that's coming together. A lot of shots against in the last few games, John. Is that going to be a focus for you guys to kind of try to minimize that and just minimize you know, playing in your own end? Yeah, yeah. And, and playing in your own end as much as we have, it's due to a little bit of not having the puck and, and making more plays. Uh, uh, somehow we've got to instill some confidence in our players to not be afraid to make a mistake and make some plays. Uh, at times we do. Uh, you know, I, I think after we scored the second goal, I thought we had a little bit of juice in our game and started making some play starter four checking. But it, it, it's certainly not consistent enough uh, uh, in a 60 minute hockey game. So it, it's going to continue to work at it. Despite the result, do you think um, you know, there's some positives to take away for you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I'm not going to name names. I, I, I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy about how some guys. Uh, their effort tonight, uh, how they handled certain situations. Uh, but on the other side, there's some there's some situations that absolutely disgust me, and uh, those are the things we have to work through. Uh, when you're when you're building a team, uh, you're not only looking to build and and grow your players, you're also looking for players that you simply don't think are going to be part of it, and that separates itself as you go through all this process here. So that's part of our job. Yeah. Um, what, how would you like to play no, I'm not speaking. You can watch it. I mean, it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. So I'll leave it that way. There's Torts addressing the media after the uh, Toronto loss. 5-2 is the final. Flyers will be back in action coming up Saturday in Ottawa. They'll face Claude Giroux for the first time as a member of the opposition. That'll be in Ottawa and wrap up a three-game series on Saturday. So they get the loss against the Rangers in overtime, the one nothing score, then the 5-2 loss against Toronto. We'll see if they can salvage the trip on Saturday in Ottawa. Uh, let's get to this DM that I got. Uh, I get these DMs quite often from Flyers Daily listeners, and I always appreciate them. And it's from uh, Flyers Ginger Ambassador. He DMs me quite a bit, and he said, I have a question for you and then a rant. He said, you played the clip where Torch said he didn't know anything about Bellows. Why would he not be involved in that pickup? He obviously advocated for Delarier and Sedlak. I think that just plays to the narrative that Chuck has no direction or that he's just plugging holes from injuries. I think we're going to have to move some of this depth uh, we have for the draft for draft capital. So you've said numerous times that TK has had a letter at every level, and until I saw him play the way he has as this season, I was against it. I'm assuming Torts doesn't want to give out the C without seeing Coots, but I wouldn't mind TK at least getting an A or a temporary C if Coots and Atkinson are out for the season. All right, so that's the first part of what he said. So let's take that first. Um, as far as Tort saying he doesn't know anything about Bellows, part of that is gamesmanship from Torts. He knows some things about him. He's talked to the general manager about him. Every move that they make to the roster, they talk about the player. What he's saying is I don't have deep institutional knowledge on the players. Torts doesn't get involved in drafts and all of that stuff like some other coaches do. And he also doesn't want to cloud his judgment in getting – preconceived notions of what a player is by being told from other people, hey, this is what he does. He wants to come to the conclusion of what the player is on his own by his own eyes. So Torts is involved in that, the decision to get a guy like Kiefer Bellows. And obviously when Couturier's injury and had the second surgery, uh, 
change that timeline. And obviously with Cam Atkinson as well, they need players. And when a player like Kiefer Bellows, a former first round pick, became available, that's something that makes sense for them. There's uh, very little risk and potentially some reward. As far as the as far as the uh, captaincy, I don't think Torts is going to name a captain this year at all, no matter what. I think that Scott Lawton's going to wear an A, and that's probably going to be it for the entire season. He said on the radio a couple weeks ago that he was not naming a captain this season. That is not going to happen. So I, I think TK has stepped into a leadership role on and off the ice, and I think that's good. I think that vests the player a little bit more as well. And I think that's a good thing for TK. So, but I would not look to see anybody get a, a captaincy tentatively or anything like that. I don't think that that's in the cards. And truth be told, I don't think it means as much to not have a captain as, as a lot of people do. Leadership is a group thing in hockey anyway. It's never one person. So I don't think that it's it's that big of a deal at this given time. But he also went on to say, uh, him and his buddy were discussing ice time. And he said, we came to the conclusion that yourself and Bill did, that at some point, Torts has to let guys play and make mistakes to find out if they can correct them in-game or get a better look at guys if he needs to get that he get a, needs to get a good look at. He said, like tonight, we see a reasonable amount of ice, time on ice for everybody, uh, arguably except Lazinski, who had the lowest. But um, he said, I assume that's because of the back-to-back. Do you have to see those guys like Torts is not going to change his modus operandi I think that you know he's holding Morgan Frost to a very high level because Morgan Frost has a high skill level and he for a player with high skill level it's not about back checking and doing some of those detailed things for Morgan Frost it's about being productive offensively and Torts is holding him to that and he believes, I think, and I'm trying to get Torts on for next week, and I want to ask him these questions because there's a lot to talk about now. But I think he, he wants to implore to the player that you can be m- much better than you are and you can do much more than you're doing. And to not be satisfied with getting chances. Be satisfied with getting chances that you finish and pushing the envelope further and further. So I, I don't think that it's it's punitive in a way. It is a punishment that you're not in the lineup. Players always view it that way. The ultimate hammer for a coach in hockey is ice time. Um, but Ginger Ambassador went on to say, do you think that at some point that Chuck uh, will override towards decisions for ice time? For Austin Allison getting under 10 minutes of even strength ice in New York, Allison only had one power play shift. Do you think that Chuck will override his decisions for ice time? Hell no. No. That because that relationship is dead if that happens. The general manager will not come in and override the coach on ice time. If he does, then you might as well fire him. You might as well fire both of them because you hired him to be the coach. You know the way he does things. Torts is not any kind of mystery. You know how he does things. And I don't think Chuck's going to say, hey, give him more minutes so we can see what he is in this situation. No, Torts has carte blanche on usage of the players however he wants. He's earned that every year, one, and every place that he's been. Tampa, Rangers, 
Vancouver, even though he was only there a year, and Columbus. His teams did not make the playoffs. It was a weeding out process, and that's what's going to happen here. I think somehow we got this notion that Torts is going to push this team to being on the brink of a playoff because he gets them to play at such a high level, and he gets them to play with such intensity and a team game. Yeah, he does that, but in year one, it's not about that. It's about finding the right people that you know you can go to war with, and that's what Torts is finding out. And he's going to push guys beyond their comfort level. And he's going to push guys out of the lineup and into the lineup. And into situations they like and into situations they don't like. Being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. It's going to teach them that they can go to a different level if they're willing to fight through that uncomfortable space as an athlete. All right, everybody. Um, Thanks for sticking with me this week. As you can hear, I'm still having a lot a hard time stringing long sentences together without coughing. There's a lot of edits in this podcast right now that I have to just stop, edit out me coughing, and then you don't even hear it. Um, But we'll get the standard of Flyers Daily back up. I'm still fighting this RSV thing, and it's it's been holy hell. Uh, But uh, we'll get you a preview of Flyers Ottawa on Saturday, but tomorrow we'll have another brand new edition, uh, a Friday edition. So join us then for a brand new edition of Flyers Dale. Thank you. Sarah was completely wasting.